today's a special episode because I'm really inspired and excited is not the word. Um, probably closer to fired up <laughs> about changing the way we see education because we need to, because our world is changing and <clears throat> I truly believe we're not preparing children for what the future holds. And so in this episode, I want you to dream with me. I want us to dream together, to think about what school could be. And, you know, I have used this power of, of dreaming and really visualizing what, what I want, but more importantly, um, sort of what my responsibility is to the world. Um, I don't know how I've been able to do this, but it's there and I'm feeling it again. And so what I've learned over the years is that when I feel this overwhelming emotion coming over me, it means that I'm on the right track. And it means that I have to take action. I don't know if you have watched my TED Talk or TEDx Talk um, called Dream, Do, and Review. But each time I dream again, because, of course, the Dream, Do, and Review, the original Dream, Do, and Review, although I'm sure the remaining the passages didn't recognize the pattern, um, was Building Bilingual Family as it stands right now, although there's been a lot of changes, but that is part of review. And so although that's, that was the original one, I'm seeing it over and over happening in my life, whether it's my personal life and my children or just in the relationships I want to have, in, in all aspects of my life, when I feel this level of passion and my voice shakes, and I want to cry. I don't want to, but it just happens. I know I am on the right track, and not only that, but I know that I have to do this. I know that I am being called upon and that I am responsible to make this happen. So, <laughs> dream with me. <clears throat> Let's do this. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. That's why we have Serial Dates, where we discuss our experiences and grow as a bilingual family. Let's get cereal, cereal. I want to get cereal. Let's get Cereal. <laughs> no. Whoa, welcome to Serial Dates. <laughs> that was intense. <clears throat> okay, so truly that that whole intro just came from my heart. I'm hoping I have zero notes, I have zero agenda. I have just a, a really strong dream and a strong passion 
for my children, for the community I've built and we've built together, the community that we've built here in Oklahoma City and abroad, that I have to take action on this dream. And so, before we get started, hopefully this isn't just a crying session, um, <clears throat> but I know, I know myself now, and I know that this is a good sign. I know that this is like almost a excited nervousness, like stage fright meets purpose. I don't, I don't even know, but I know this feeling. I know it. And I'm so glad it's here to tell me that I'm on the right track and that this is what I need to do. But before we go on, I keep saying before we go on, um, parenting moments, right? <clears throat> so John's not here. We, you know, with his new schedule, for those of you who don't know, he has day shift now. And I think he's still... Um, getting accustomed to waking up early after, you know, years, almost a decade of waking up in the night, like working at night. And so he get uh, you know, after he gets home for, from work and he has this amazing gift, in my opinion, I think we all kind of have it that we can be like ex extremely exhausted, but then we get home and we see our children and we get re-energized and so even though he's had a long day he comes home and is like ready to play ready to do bath ready to do all the things but as soon as the boys are down he's just like sunk out and before because he was more of like a night owl on his days off he would be after the boys went down he was like okay you know it's morning <laughs> it's time to play and so he could stay up forever. And I am a weird person that is a night owl and a morning bird. Like I am both at the same time. Um, I know it's not healthy, but it is. I am capable of doing that. And I'm doing air quotes, but like functioning. So all, you know, I'm just saying that. And that's why John isn't here still, <laughs> because it is, I think in reality, even though from the outside perspective, you'd be like, wow, they're not doing a podcast. Something must be wrong. Actually, things are going great. And so we are actually taking care of ourselves. We are actually sleeping. We are prioritizing sleep. We are prioritizing health, exercising, eating well. And those things take time. And so while, yeah, I was able to stay up until two in the morning recording a podcast before and John would edit and everything um late at night we simply can't do that anymore if we're wanting to keep our bodies healthy and our minds and all that so and for something as important as what i'm dreaming about we need all the health and all the mental space and mental health available to make it happen so bear with us. Um, we love the podcast. And that's why I'm recording by myself today because it's Tuesday afternoon. The boys aren't here. John isn't here either. But I know now how to um, record on GarageBand and edit. So um, I'm semi-confident that it's at least not going to sound 
like my phone recordings, but it's still going to provide, you know, a more consistent podcast and really my thoughts on bilingualism, education, when John can join us, he'll, you'll have an amazing dad joke. Although I hope you guys stay till the end for my mom joke jokes. I did two bilingual and I am so proud of these jokes. So stay tuned. They'll be there at the end, but our parenting moments, (laughs) really, I'm just going to go straight into this dream. It's tied into it. So we've been over the past pretty much decade, and I wouldn't say decade, maybe like the past five years or so, um, after our school had been really established and parents, um, we were really becoming a bilingual community. We've had parents over the years asking what's beyond preschool? What can we do? Can we, um, we know we had the after school program, but some parents wanted more in terms of like an actual school program, you know, kindergarten, first grade, and so on. And before COVID, we had the after-school program, so I felt like we did provide something after preschool. But after COVID, we did a deep analysis of the after-school program and what it provided for families. And ultimately, would we put our own children in the after-school program? And why I loved what we did there the truth is we wouldn't do that um, for two reasons. One, the main one is that it would take time away from our family and it was two nights a week. And I often saw children coming, maybe coming to the after school program a little late because they were doing tutoring after school. And then they would get picked up early because they had soccer practice or they had Cub Scouts or they had some other activity And just the thought of being so busy um, that most of them didn't have dinner together, um, just it's not, it didn't align with the way that we wanted to um, be with our own kids. And we really take our name to heart, bilingual family. And so Anything that we wouldn't that we wouldn't do for our own children, we're not going to do in the program, you know, just to have an extra program. So it, it just didn't make sense. And then additionally, children went from having, you know, 15 hours a week at the time we only had in preschool, we only had Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. Now we have every single day and and a two day optional. So but going from if you're in the full day pro or everyday program, that would be um, 25 hours a week, going from 25 hours a week of input, of comprehensible, meaningful input in Spanish, full immersion, to four hours a week in the after school program. And so it was really hard for the program by itself to, to say, yes, we can continue this journey, because there just wasn't enough input. And, and so we just were like, our focus needs to be on helping the families continue to use Spanish at home because that's where they can provide more input. So long story short, over the years, we've had many parents asking for more outside of after school program and outside of preschool. And it's not until recently where it has become very real and personal 
because we're thinking about Mateo. Mateo is four. He'll be five in, in October. So our current program is for children ages three to six. And so we have, you know, a year and a half or so left to, to really develop a program. But it is a reality now. We are going to do it. And, you know, we've done surveys, years of different surveys back and forth and trying to figure out whether or not we're going to do it. And I have some really close parents. I mean, our whole bilingual family community is amazing. But there's a small group that really, I mean, we've become friends and talking to them and listening to what they want for their children and seeing how it aligns so well with what I want for my children um, just solidified this this process. <clears throat> and even more, um, Mateo, over the weekend or over the break, we had spring break, we went to bilingual family to get some things set up. And one of the days, he was more of like my aid in a way he was helping me set up new systems for the for the legos he was um you know excited to see the dump truck bring some new mulch into the into the playground and all these things and when we were done with that day even though he didn't get to play with any of his friends he said something that really struck me because our whole day had been project based Our whole day, there was, it was a project. It was, how can we make this area better? What do we need to build? What do we need to do? And he was so focused. He learned so much, actually. <laughs> At the end of the day, I realized. And it was because we were doing a project. And it made me think of projects I've done in the past with our after-schoolers, after-school program, and building a, building a house, Um, we were creating a community garden. That's another project. We had multiple projects, but thinking about this new school structure and how children are so capable and in most situations, we limit them. We limit their potential Um, at the, for the sake of um, classroom management. I don't know. I mean, that's one of the reasons I started Bilingual Families because when I was in college, I went to different programs. I went to different schools to observe, elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, and different uh, organizations and programs. And I just couldn't see me fitting in any of those. And now I think about my own child and his desire to learn, his constant questioning, his just his wonder. And I know that at least in any of the environments I've seen, and I've you know, observed and shadowed and everything, I, I don't see him fitting there. And I don't think it's because he doesn't fit. I think it's because, uh, I forget who said this, but it was like, instead of us preparing kids for kindergarten, 
we should prepare kindergarten for children because children are ready to learn. That is slowly, that desire is slowly taken away by making them fit into this box in education. And, and I just, I know that that's, that's doesn't serve children. And <clears throat> it's hard for me to say that because I have a lot of friends in education and I know how difficult it is to be an educator. So I don't, I, I just think the, the entire structure makes it difficult for teachers and for students. And so there's, there has to be a different way. And in this quest of finding, whether it's homeschool, whether it's a homeschool hybrid, in this quest of finding the perfect program, um, I am allowing myself to dream again, just like I dreamed so many years ago of bilingual family. And so... I want you to do the same. I am in the process of dreaming. I know this is going to be a reality. I know this is going to be a school where each individual child is able to thrive in at their own pace and in their own interest. And the beauty of education and the beauty of a guide or an you know a facilitator is more of, what I see teachers as in the classroom is we're there to facilitate the learning because children want to learn. Children always want to learn. If you talk to a four-year-old, three-year-old, they have so many questions. They have so many very interesting questions that if you actually took the time to dive deep into answering that question, into exploring that, the learning that can come from that is immeasurable. And so I want you to think about that. I don't have the perf- I don't have the perfect answer. Because our children do. Our children have the perfect answer. Each one has the perfect answer for their journey. And it is not our job to give them the information they need or give them the education they need. It's our job to be there to facilitate the learning that can already happen if we allow it to. I'm going to continue letting this, I don't want to call it project, that's too small of a word, this dream to continue to build And I'm open to receiving whatever that dream needs to be. I just want to be a facilitator for this dream to come to life. And I need your help. I mean, whether you are here in Oklahoma City, reach out to me. Tell me exactly what you envision, you know, education to be for your child. If you are not in Oklahoma City, still reach out to me. And... And tell me, because I think collectively, and that's one of the beautiful things about technology, is that it's connecting us in ways that 
were not possible in the past. And so we have a whole podcast on <laughs> uses of technology for bilingualism that we haven't edited. Um, but I think if we see it as a tool, um, it does connect us. And so whether, wherever you're listening from, reach out or even just dream it for yourself so that you have a clear picture. Allow yourself to imagine that it is possible. I mean, <laughs> I can't stress this enough. I know it sounds woo-woo to like, oh, imagine and visualize. But I've seen it happen again and again. If I allow myself to truly imagine what's possible and see it as if it's actually happening, it will happen. And all the people, all the right people will come and help and build it with me. And so I'm so excited for this. And please dream with me. Let's dream together. Let's build this new dream together. Okay. <laughs> that was the longest improv crying session ever. <laughs> but like I said, I feel it. I feel it in my body. This is the right way. This is what I, we need to do. So anyway, before we move on, I want to share an analogy that I heard one of one of the different school's founders that I'm kind of following. And it was so touching. I want to end with this analogy in terms of education and what we want for our children and what they're capable of. So this very seasoned educator went to a training by this different school And by the end of the training, they just kind of had a review of, okay, what did you learn or what was your biggest takeaway? And this, this seasoned educator said, it's like I've been studying tigers my entire life and I know everything about tigers. And after this training, I realize that I've been studying tigers in cages. And now I'm seeing them in the wild and how magnificent they are. And I realized that I didn't know anything about tigers. And so imagine that tiger <laughs> as your child and the potential that they have, the potential that we all have. So how can we provide the environment that will make them develop in the, into the magnificent creatures that they are. I'll leave you with that. Now let's move on to my mom joke. It's a good one. Okay, so I don't know if you are a fan of pho, but we are. My husband and the boys especially, like they love pho. And so I came up with the joke. 
the first one's in Spanish. That, that was the original. So I told Mateo, I was like, no me gusta fa. ¿Sabes? Ya no, ya no me gusta fa. Y Mateo dijo, ¿no te gusta? Y yo le dije, no me fascina. <laughs> okay, so I, we, the, we love that joke. But the boys were thinking about saying it to Sensei, who is John's dad, Woo. And they always go on guy dates to fa. So they wanted to share that joke with Sensei. Well, the joke is in Spanish and Sensei doesn't speak Spanish. So we were thinking of how we can say it in, in English. So here's the joke in English. You know, Sensei, fa is not very good. So Sensei would probably say, what? It's not very good? And then Mateo or Leo would say, no, it's fantastic. <laughs> okay. It's harder to do jokes when there's nobody on the other side. But I know you guys are laughing, so you're laughing with me, right? All right. Well, that does it. So thank you all for listening. Please listen to this with your heart. And believe that it's possible because it is. And dream with me. Share your dream with me. And together, we can continue to create a community of bilingual families who are like-minded, who are ready to prepare children for the world. And not only prepare children for the world, but help them become pe become world changers. I mean, we all are world changers, but help them become the best versions of themselves, whatever that means. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be like world changer in, in the way that we define it. Um, I think often we look at big people that changed the world. And the truth is we changed the world in our home. And that's what we're here to do. So, all right. Adios. Adios. Ciao. Pescao. Adios. Whew.